Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Have you ever like been truly unhappy? I'm not talking about unhappy about one situation or, or another. I'm talking about just deep down in your soul, you feel like you are not happy. You're not happy with your life. You're not happy with the decisions that you've made or are making. You're not happy with the way that your life is going. You have dreams that you haven't attached yourself to. You have goals that you have not yet accomplished and you feel like you are drowning. Drowning in this despair of not knowing where to go, not knowing what step to take, and just completely, truly unhappy. If you could say yes, then today's podcast is definitely for you. I have felt that unhappiness many years ago, and I want to say that it was more attached to the things that I was that I was going through, but the reality of it is, is that I was unhappy for quite some time. At the time of my unhappiness, a lot of people said that I was basically being what they would consider a brat. And why they called me that was at the time I had the love of my life. I had two children at the time, and I was pretty much living this lifestyle where I could come and go as I pleased. Being a parent, I was engaged to be married, and at some point moved from engagement to becoming married. And so why would I even have a complaint? Why would I be unhappy? Why would I be sad? I shouldn't be those things. But the truth of the matter is, even with those things, I was unhappy. True happiness for me came in the form of learning what it is that I needed, what it is that I wanted. That was beyond the titles that I had. So beyond becoming a mom, beyond being a wife, beyond having the ability to swipe my card when I needed to, I was truly unhappy and I made the people around me and best including me completely miserable. So arguing, picking fights, finding myself disgusted, doing things that I probably would not have done, finding ways to try to mask my happiness by smiling in all of the pictures. There was a story behind every smile. I remember looking at some of the pictures, but especially when my kids were very small, my two children before my last, and I just would remember the turmoil that I was actually going through, even though in the picture I could tell you exactly everything that went down that day. But that picture, I was smile ready, polished, and ready for the world to see. True happiness for me was a journey. It came from me being able to understand what it is that I wanted to take certain steps. And although I thought, okay, I'm unhappy with my weight, I'm unhappy with the way I look, so let's start there. Yes, I lost a lot of weight, but it wasn't really just the weight of the of, of pounds. It was the weight of learning how and what it is that I needed. And for me, that came in many forms. So yes, I learned how to eat and have a better relationship with food, but it was the inner work that I was doing. Instead of trying to define what happiness was for me based upon the things that I had, meaning the titles, I learned to figure out what it was that I wanted every single day. So for me, that came in the form of journaling. For me, journaling the things that I wanted. What was it that made me smile from my insides? That is how I started my blog seven years ago. So it was a journey between becoming personal happy and then starting this, this, this blog. 
this is way before I became a podcaster. The podcast is something that took place in the last two years. But the blog itself was after I went to therapy and I started to get that together and getting myself spiritually aligned. I started to journal and I, this my blog was writing this passion for writing, telling my story in the way that only I could, sharing my failures in the way that only I could. And again, even though it was things that I had personally gone through, I was being told things like, well, you're oversharing, you're, you're, you're giving too much information, you're doing too much, you're doing too much. But in the reality was, I was finding so much fulfillment in telling my story with being raw, very uncut and to the point. Almost like some of the con the podcasts that you hear. A lot of it is straight to the point. A lot of it is going to come from the realness of not trying to put a, 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 a shade over, a veil over, but being honest. Like, honestly, being unhappy in my skin was the most miserable thing I could have ever gone through. Waking up every morning not knowing what it was going to make me happy. It's not even going some days, not even smiling, not even a smile. That unhappiness is something that I never want anyone else that is listening or anyone who hasn't listened to ever have to go through. And again, we're not talking about the happiness of having the things. We're talking about having real joy that comes from the inside. And that stuff, the, the joy from the inside, it can only come from being fulfilled. And that fulfillment is walking in your truth. So when I was going through some of my toughest moments, I found that being honest with myself was the best policy. Finding little things like, what did I like to eat? What did I truly want for that day? If I envisioned for my day to go a certain way, what were the ways in which I can get that vision to align? Those are the questions that I asked myself as I started my journey. And as I began to peel away these layers and peel away my triggers and figure out all these things that I was happening on the inside, the weight, although it was physical, it was also spiritual and it was also mentally that was becoming shedding, that was just shedding and shedding and shedding. I started to like who I was and who I am, genuinely liking who I was and who I am, not allowing my past and my past to indicate where I was heading to my future, owning who I was in my past and learning to deal with it and reconcile and move forward. That was the biggest thing for me. Here I was thinking about what I was when I was a little girl, becoming this straight A student, having all the check marks, becoming this, you know, super smart kid who could handle all kinds of things. And here I was floundering and I had to learn to just be okay with letting other people see me fail. Stop trying to make the mold fit what everybody else needed to fit. And in that, I shed weight mentally, emotionally, and physically. So fast forward to now. Every day I wake up and I ask myself, what is it going to take for me to be happy? Even as a parent, I say to myself, let's retrain the way that I talk to my children. Let me make sure that I try to do what it is that is necessary. And it's not because I'm trying to compare what my journey looks like to someone else's. It's truly knowing that I, when I leave this world, want to know that once I'm not here, that I've left some mark because being happy, you can't help, but it's infectious. People catch on to it. Your skin begins to glow. Your life just becomes clear. Listen, I need glasses every single day, but you begin to see a lot of things clear that those glasses don't can't provide. That's true happiness. So as we take that journey today, and as we have these different questions, and you may be in that place where you feel completely stuck, there may be some goals inside of you that you've never shared with anybody else ever. 
And today, I hope that that spark of the conversation of the, the of, of going towards this unhappiness inside of you and moving towards a happier, fulfilled life, I hope that there's a spark that you hear something for the first time or you hear something that you've heard a thousand and one times and today it just stuck. And in that being stuck, it pricks and opens up a world for you because that's what happened with me. Somebody said something to me that made an impact and that impact was like a fire and that fire lit and I've been just on fire with that ever since. You know, speaking some things into you, what you hear, what you listen to, what you what you entertain, it can either spark or it can make you go another way. This is the reason why I start my days with podcasts, listening to podcasts of people who are going through the same types of things, who are journeying in the same levels and the same vibrations, meaning doesn't mean that they have to have it all together, right? I can't account for what a podcaster may be doing at home, just no different than you can account for mine. But being able to hear somebody talk about something that I may need, if it's going to build me up into this place where I need to be, that's what I want to listen to. I read books or listen to audio books that help me to gravitate towards that. Even if it's for entertainment purposes, a lot of times when you're open and you're willing to hear, I was hearing messages from the most strangest of places. And it wasn't because anything was wrong. It was because I was open and I was ready to walk into that next level, into that next step. So I hope today is a, is a spark, the same level of spark that I had a few years ago that sparked my imagination. And it just let me know that even if I didn't know and didn't have it all together, but just a few steps later, I would be where I needed to be. This is today's podcast as we bring in Ms. Dr. Taryn McCarthy and she gives us her insight of what it took. And she's not going to make it all glittering. She talks about the struggles. Nothing gets lower than having a moment in your kitchen, right? And you'll be able to hear that. So sit back, listen, take some notes. If you're on your treadmill and you're working now and this sparks you, listen, run, exercise, get healthy, become happy and healthy. We're here for all of those things. So this is today's podcast. I hope you enjoy. Dr. Taryn McCarthy is a business prosperity coach, motivational speaker, orthodontist, and host of the Business of Happiness podcast. She is passionate about empowering business leaders and leaders of their own dreams to strive for inner fulfillment in business and in life. Dr. McCarthy is an orthodontist and co-owner co-owner of Embrace Orthodontics in Maine. Using the techniques she teaches, Embrace grew from scratch, starting to the top 1% Invisalign provider in the country within four years. Dr. McCarthy coaches business owners across the globe on self-empowerment, on empowering their teams to be ambassadors of their dreams, and how to redefine success to find happiness in work and ultimately in their lives. We want to welcome Dr. McCarthy to our wonderful podcast as we discuss and really just to inspire you on what your journey should be and really not to give you what your journey should be, but again, to inspire you on what is next. Welcome Conversations with Toy Family. We have a treat. We are going to have some discussions. This one's going to be really, really good. So if you are working out, if you're doing whatever it is you're doing, keep doing what you're doing and just let us talk to you and uh, 
give you our, our insight on life because that's really what it's about, right? All these conversations that we've been having have all been about giving insights on life. These are conversations that you probably are having or wanting to have with your best girlfriend or a family member, but you're too afraid to talk about it because oftentimes when we talk about stuff like today's conversation, people look at you strange, weird, or they think that you are doing the most, or it can't really be that serious, or how do I get there? And so we may not be able to get you to the exact path, but we can inspire your path to get to where you want to be. So I always tell people it's about inspiration. We cannot give you the blueprint to becoming whatever it is that you're choosing becoming because we all have our own walks, but we can inspire, right? Inspire the path. So today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Miss Taryn McCarthy, and she is going to talk to you about her journey. We're going to talk really clear. Real, listen, this is one of those true to life conversations. If you've never heard somebody just pretty much put it out there, this would be a treat for you because this, this is where we're going today. So Taryn, take the floor. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much for having me. I'm so honored to be here, Toy, and I'm so excited because that's what I love about your podcast is you do just bring the real story to the people. And these are, as you said, the conversations we should be having, but sometimes we're too afraid to. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'm an orthodontist. I'm a dentist orthodontist. I straighten teeth. I empower people with their smiles. <laughs> that's my, I love to do that. It's just absolutely. So I keep saying this is the privilege of my life as I get to watch these smiles transform in front of me and kids grow up in front of me. It's wonderful. But I'm also a podcast host of the Business of Happiness podcast and motivational speaker and a happiness and prosperity coach. We and, love to hear that. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. And the most important part of my life is I am a mom. Yes. Yeah, so from one fellow mom to another mom, welcome. Because Thank you. You know, sometimes being a mom, listen, I know everybody, one does not want to necessarily be a mom. And I totally support that. Always support people doing what's best for them. But for those us who are parents, who are moms, it's a full-time job, no matter what else you do in the world. And guiding other people requires some guidance on your inner self. So like getting your life together, figuring out where your path is, you can't lead somebody when you're, you got a lot of junk going on, on the inside. And I'm going to tell you, it's not like I haven't done it. Like I haven't started off that journey with the junk. We've talked about this plenty of times on this podcast, but we're going to talk about that today. So the busyness, the business of happiness, how was that? How did that even come about? Like, I know it's a podcast, but a lot of times, even like with this podcast, it starts from somewhere. Where did that come from? Yeah, it started from a realization that so many of us are not happy, especially what I was noticing is men and women owning their own businesses or striving to be professionals in my orthodontic dental world. I was recognizing that so many people who seem to have enormous success, you know, they had all the things, they had the fancy car and the fancy boat or the fancy vacations, you know, the, the success that we all are striving for, right. you know, when you can afford, you know, private education for your kids or anything your children need or want, you can offer to them. And I was recognizing that these people are often completely depressed and scared and overwhelmed and nobody's talking about it. You know, that, that image of the successful woman who's got it all, who shows 
you know, her beautiful kids looking so cool and doing right. all the right things. And yet she's miserable. And I think that's the conversation that nobody's having, having, and, you know, where my story takes place is I was that woman. I had lived my whole life to be a dentist that to me, it started out with this passion of caring for people and providing care for children and taking care of my community and leading a team and being an entrepreneur and marrying artistry and science, you know, all these great things that made me feel alive. Right. And then I thought I can make a career out of this. And I poured my every moment into (laughs) pursuing dentistry and neglected my spiritual health, my mental health, my emotional health, my family, my wants and needs and desires. I just kind of had one narrow-minded focus and I got there. You know, when you show up, Toy, you know this as well in business, when you show up every day, the compounding effect will get you there. You will be successful. You will make it if you just keep showing up every day and doing the thing. And I got there and I had the fancy house and I had the fancy car and I had the fancy profession. I was Dr. Taryn McCarthy taking care of people's smiles. And I had a team that relied on me. And I had this moment of sobriety. And I say that, that. yeah, here we go. We're going to dive in. I say that because what I was doing is I was living this fancy life and escaping from it every night when I came home into alcohol. And you know, at one point it was alcohol. Another point it was excessive exercise. Another mm. point it was uh, fantasizing about trips, like, you know, obsessing over flights and places Vacation. to stay, yes. escaping. It, it was escaping the reality of my life. But at this moment, it was alcohol. And I had this moment where I was literally squatting over the trash can in my kitchen. And I kind of had the slap in the face of what am I doing? And it was a weeknight, 8 a.m. I had a whole list of patients I was going to see. My two babies were tucked in bed. My handsome husband was sitting on the couch. And here I was in this moment of realizing that I had completely lost myself in this hustle. And I went to the bathroom just to shake, shake it off. And I looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize the woman I was looking at. And I got so scared. I got so scared. And I thought, my first thought was, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. Right. That's the first thing we all think I can. Mm-hmm. I thought I could hack it. I thought I could be this successful mom and business owner and dentist and wife. And look, Taryn, you've just proven you can't do this. And I got so scared. I thought, oh my God, I'm not cut out for this. And I thought the only thing I knew to do was run. And in the next few months to a few years, I did everything I could to sell my practice, to escape from that house, to escape from the state. I I tried to leave my marriage. I tried, I just was running. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just in that fight or flight escape because I was scared. And that started this journey for me of breaking myself down, breaking the definition of who I thought I was down, and then rebuilding myself up again and asking myself those really important questions of what does success look like to me? 
What right, are my values? Yeah. Oftentimes we go against what other people think our success is, right? You know, even if you, like you said, you hit all the check marks and you're sitting there saying, I'm, I'm fine. Like I could, I'm good. I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm where everyone quote unquote is trying to get to. But then the reality of it is, is that once you were there, you didn't feel that. And so there could be someone listening right now that's trying to figure out what well, I, I want to be where she's at. Let's switch places. But I promise you, one thing that you'll learn quick is that one, you never know, one, you never know what somebody's going through. That's number one. But the bigger thing is you're not, you may not be willing to go through the same thing that it took for Taryn to get there. So while everybody's switching spots and switching places and wanting this happiness, the real deal is figuring out what it is for you. Like what makes me happy? What makes me feel great about myself? That's a journey. It's not an overnight situation at all. No, it's not. And it's fascinating, you know, how many people I ask that question of. It's a common question that I ask my clients and my and my patients and my uh, guests on my podcast. What brings you happiness? And I cannot tell you, Toy, how many people say, I don't know. And so if you're listening and you're saying to yourself, well, I don't really know, you know, the common answers are my family. That feels comfortable. That's conventionally safe in our society to say my family brings me happiness. But what brings you joy? What lights you up? What puts you in that place of feeling alive? That's, you know, whenever I say that, people know that feeling of, for me, it's standing on top of a mountain and seeing the exquisite, expansive view, you know, or when I'm singing and dancing and I'm feeling alive, you know, those kinds of things, what brings you so much joy. And unfortunately, in this day and age, we spend so much time doing what we think we're supposed to do that we forget to practice happiness. We forget to allow ourselves to give ourselves permission to connect to what brings us joy uniquely to ourselves. Right. And I truly believe that those passions that we have that are unique to each of us are our directional compass for our life's purpose. You know, those little naggy things that you keep thinking, I've wanted to do this, I've wanted to do this, it never goes away you keep having this pull, those are our directional compasses for where we are meant to be in our life. So then how is like, as as a daily movement, now that you are stepping more into that, like, let's go back to that. And then I'll bring that forward. So after you started this journey of trying to figure out you're running, you're trying to figure out how to get away from everything. So what brought you back to some type of settlement? So where you could start that help happiness? You know, a lot of it was stillness blocking out the noise. We have so much stimulation all the time that we don't have take the time to sit with ourselves. So it actually kicked off for me with a meditation practice that I started. And that changed my life because it allowed me time every day to just be still with myself and to let go of all the noise. And when I started sitting still with myself, I was able to ask myself those questions like what brings me joy? or who am I? You know, that's the other big question that I think so many of us have trouble answering. Who am I? We define ourselves by our jobs or by our marital status or by our parenting status, titles, but who am I? 
And then I kept asking myself that question over and over again. I started to get closer to what mattered to me on a soul basis. The other thing is I didn't want to lose everything I had spent decades and hundreds and thousands of dollars and my expertise cultivating and creating, I had learned to be an orthodontist. I didn't want to throw it away and become a yoga instructor. I wanted to take my passion and my purpose and combine it with this incredible talent and skill that I had cultivated over decades. And so once again, stillness brought me there. How can I do this? How can I serve people? Because that was one of my greatest passions is caring and leading and serving my community. How can I serve people in a way that's aligned with who I am and not who someone else wants me to be? And that's, I think, is so important because, again, we keep coming back to that theme of who are you and then almost like parting on the Red Seas of the people, the social media, the world. And even, even as a mom, I'll even say this. Sometimes, even as a mom, you also have to define and move out of what where, what type of parent you want to be because being a parent, although we do it for the, the love of our children, sometimes you have to also become who they need, but also becoming who you want. I found out I was the best parent, the best wife, the best, all those things. When I figured out who I was, it became happier in my skin and knowing who it is that I wanted to be. And, and instead of trying to fit this pre-made mode, I had to just figure this out on my own and like go my separate way, figure it out all on my own. And I think the parenting one is one of the most difficult ones because we have so much judgment attached to it, right? Like you said, like there's so much expectation of what a perfect mom or an ideal mom, and there's so much emotional attachment. It's the most important job. We don't want to screw it up. Right. But I couldn't agree with you more. I think The parenting aspect for me was one of those where I really had to give myself freedom because one, what I realized, one of my deepest core values. So in addition to getting quiet with myself and asking myself those questions, another big step for me was identifying my core values, not someone else's, not what society wanted me to have as a core value, but what are my core values? And one of my core values is growth. I need it. I thrive on it. I, I cannot be sedentary. For me, growth is imperative. But growth is one of those sticky ones when it comes to children because right. your children don't want you to grow. My toddler doesn't want mom to leave for work and grow a business. My, my baby doesn't want me to leave and grow an empire and create new business opportunities and to lead the community She wants me home with her. So I had to give myself permission to stand in my core values so that she could see me as that person. I had to change what parenting was. Parenting had to change from being with my daughter 24 hours a day by her side, raising, and I'm using air quotes, raising (laughs) my daughter to letting her see what a woman does when she stands in her truth. That was the new way I was going to raise my daughter. It didn't mean I was going to be next to her 24 hours a day. It meant I was going to show her how to stand in her truth and in her passion and in her desires. And that meant leaving her for several hours in the day for 
maybe more hours than I was going to see her that day. But that to me, that, that shift I had to make where I had to stop beating myself up for not being the quote unquote best parent. I had to be my new definition of what an incredible parent can be. Right. And so how do you, how would you answer for someone who's listening, who says, okay, maybe I'm not a parent. Maybe I'm not married. Maybe these are areas of my life that are again, these desires, these, these titles that people attain to, that they want to have these different things, but maybe they're struggling with being who they are before they even get attached to someone else. So before they, you know, do all these things, like, cause my greatest time, I learned that once I became all these different titles, like then I stepped into learning about obviously, obviously backwards, learning about myself, establishing this happiness prior to, but what would you feel is the most important thing for someone who doesn't have the title um, or titles or have these other pools, these other responsibilities, like how can they funnel their happiness, which is really one and the same because it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have these titles, but for someone who's looking for that, sometimes people are so gun ho and looking for that, that that's all that they see. They don't even put themselves in the realm of caring about what they want because they just are attaining to these, these goals. Yes, I see. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think one of the things that we limit ourselves with is this idea of lack of time. You know, we live in the scarcity society where there's not enough money, there's not enough, you know, whatever you can, you can put the next word to follow, <laughs> not enough. There's so many things there's not enough of. We, it's right. a story we tell ourselves. And one of those precious commodities is time. We tell ourselves there's not enough time. I have to have this done by, I have to know who I am by, I have to be married by, I have to have children by, I have to be happy by. And the truth is that time is just a construct that we made in man-made in terms of calculating the hours of the day, the way the sun rotates, you know, the, the earth rotates around the sun. And it's not an actuality. There's no actual timeline that we have to follow. Right. And what we do when we give ourselves freedom of time, we buy opportunity for failure. We buy opportunity for taking a chance, trying something out. Maybe then you don't like it. So you try something else. We give ourselves more freedom to explore and have curiosity. So if you don't know what makes you happy, give something a shot, go for a run, see if that brings you joy, go for a hike up a mountain, try starting a business. And it's okay if you fumble and fail. If you don't know who you are, start painting, start singing, start trying something and give yourself the permission to maybe fail and maybe learn something new about yourself, but not have that Oh, those handcuffs and those shackles that something has to happen sooner than later. And, you know, once again, it's funny, we come back to parenting. I think we put that pressure on ourselves with parenting as well. Like we've got to have it all figured out by a certain age or we've screwed up our kids. <laughs> right. That and, was definitely a thing I struggled with. Oh, we all do. Right. I read somewhere that by age eight, they were fully, you know, all the traumatizing events that were ever going to happen to them has been in you know, permanently impressed on their brains. And I thought, oh my gosh, my kid's going to be in therapy. <laughs> right. But the truth is we have time. We have nothing but time. In fact, 
arguably there's nothing else that we have. We just have this moment in time. And this one precious moment sitting here with you, speaking to you about these wonderful deep thoughts, this is all we have right now. We are not promised the next minute and the last minute is past. And so when we give ourselves permission to just live in the moment and freedom to explore, we have more opportunity to find out who we really are. In the beginning of our conversation, you talked about showing up and we talked about half the time, 90% of the time, life happens just from showing up. And there are a lot of people, and and again, even just beyond the whole new year, new me um, conversations, just beyond that, as people begin to shift on what it is that they want to become as they're stepping into maybe a business or stepping into a new whatever. And oftentimes people don't even realize that power of showing up. And they struggle with that. And I want to talk more about that because I know for a fact that showing up again is a huge, huge part of success, you know, doing something and being dedicated to consistent and just being available and there and doing your best. I think people forget that because they're trying to, again, this whole meet this model, they're going against this model. I want things to look a certain way. I saw somebody else doing it that way. I think we need to all, and if you're listening, get past what you're seeing of someone else, what you're thinking somebody else is doing, because it's not what they're doing that brought them to success is just their consistency and showing up and where they're showing up, you may not necessarily be showing up. And that's where you want to put that energy into. Absolutely. And I'll add to that, arguably the most important place to show up is for yourself. You know, and I think that's sometimes where we lose perspective. We show up so much for our job, for the expectations, for the parenting role, for our loved ones. We show up, show up, but we forget to show up for ourselves. And that's where that practice of taking time every single day, Toy, that's the one non-negotiable. I I love to exercise every day. I love to eat well every day, but there's a single non-negotiable. And for me, that's taking time with quiet space for myself, even if it's five minutes, that's a non-negotiable because I will show up for myself every single day. And that's hard as a mom as well. Once again, you know, like I've, I've got it. Yes. You've got to find time for yourself because you said it so beautifully at the, at the top of the episode, there is nothing left of me to give. If I don't add to myself, if I don't fulfill myself, if I am not showing up for myself, I can't show up for anyone else. I can't know what matters in my life. I can't give love if I haven't received it myself. And I and I'll piggyback on that too. I and and this is where I sh- a lot of people don't share this other the side of it. So when you show up for yourself, even when times are rough and difficult, and all the other aspects of showing up for yourself is. It's a, it's a love, love relationship that you have that other people can pick up on because you're walking in that essence. For instance, when I started my blog seven years ago, a lot of people had no clue that I was working sometimes third shift jobs and being up all day with the kids or whatever it was and still putting that time in every single solitary day to grow the blog or to grow you know my business. And even though, yes, it was tiring because a lot of work behind the scenes, it was the fact that it was something that was exclusively for me. 
it wasn't about me being a parent. It hadn't, it wasn't connected to other aspects. It was something that made me happy because that was where I was supposed to be. And so sometimes, and you're showing up and you're doing all the things, it's not that you're not going to get tired and it's not that it's not going to be a stress or it's not going to have its moment, but it's the fact that you are doing something that you truly love. So you show up every day. And so somebody may be struggling with that. Cause I know there was times where I was like, eh, you know, I'm just supposed to go to work and I'm supposed to just go do the thing. And I'm like, yes, you can do those things, but make those things work for you to build something else. Absolutely. Like, that's where we have to get. Cause Personal happiness, as you said in the beginning, it's a journey. So there's going to be some ups and downs with this journey. It's going to be some timeouts that you might have to take, but you have to put that work and that energy behind the scenes. And I think that's also something that people seem to forget. Happiness doesn't just happen to you. It's a practice. You got to show up for happiness. And I'm serious about that. It's actually something you have to practice because we spend a lot of time practicing being unhappy. And what I mean by that is the complaining, the commiserating, the gossiping, the finding people who can be on the same. Don't, you know, let's talk about this thing that happened and we can all complain about her, you know, and how annoying she is. And then we move on to the next thing and how annoying COVID is and how, you know, we can find people who want to sit with us in our misery. And that is practicing all day long. You're getting really good at complaining, really good at being unhappy. The same is true for happiness. You actually have to look for things to be really happy about. And one of those practices that I suggest is gratitude. I know it seems cliche and everyone says, you know, a gratitude practice. It is not. It is such an important foundational part of happiness because it can take you out of unhappiness just like that, just like that in a heartbeat. And the more you practice it, the better you get at it so you can see the abundance that is around you. Because please, let me promise you from my experience, I have met multi, multi multi-millionaires. I do on a daily basis who are miserable. They have everything they possibly could want in this world and they are miserable. And I'm from, I'm originally from South Africa. I have met very poor people living in terrible situations, oppressed for generations. Their entire families have been oppressed. The happiest people I've ever seen because they are so grateful and appreciative of what they have in their lives. And yes, they can have journeys where they're trying to better themselves and they still have purposes where they're changing the world, changing their country, changing policy, but they have gratitude for that journey. And it brings them so much joy. So just what you have in front of you, just the wealth that you have in front of you or the wealth you think you don't have is not going to be what brings you joy. It's going to be your attention to what you have and the wealth that you, the purpose and the value that you put on it. That is the truth. Um, Even when when we spoke today, just even talking off camera, how was your day? And I was like, I have nothing to complain about yeah. just because it's, it's a part of, of how I try to operate. It's like, there could be a thousand one things happening, but none of those things are going to give life or give anything to where I need to be next. And no. so that's, and let me tell you for anyone who knows me very much, 
that was a whole 180 from where I was before, because I used to be like, complain city. Everything was problematic and everything was gone left. Nothing was ever going right. Um, when I first started my journey, what would help, help help me was I would post the national holidays. So the national tea day or a national French Friday or whatever it was. And I noticed something. So if you post, a, let's say it's national whatever day, you will always find one, two, three, four people. I don't like French fries. I don't like coffee. I don't like this. I don't like that. And I always, in my back of my mind, I'm saying, okay, there are 365 days in a year. There are a, a national holiday, multiple ones in any given day. So if you don't like French fries today, tomorrow may be your day where it may be a national something, but people are so fixated on that negativity, like having to just make sure everybody knows, well, I don't really like that. It's not my day. Like I used to have people in my comments, oh, well, it's not French Friday. I don't really like that. So it's not my day. And I'm like, if you're practicing that on a post, just a simple post as an example, I can imagine the way that some people practice themselves all the, all the time. But I used to be that person. I used to be negative about everything. Everything was a complaint. Everything was negative, but gratitude was what elevated me from that thought process from that lifestyle it's a lifestyle really to be it to live in that complaining state is a lifestyle not the best lifestyle but yes it is a lifestyle nonetheless and it's draining it's very draining and it feels like success sometimes because you can attract a lot of friends who'll be on the same train I bet you you can find more people who don't like french fries you, you know what I'm saying? Like people who want to complain about something, you can find a lot of people to join you on that train. And so sometimes the negativity feels like success. Right. right now, it's very easy to complain about COVID. It's very easy because we have a culturally acceptable scapegoat. We can all be mad at COVID. We can all be mad. So it's very easy to get into a negative place and be feeling like we've lost our freedom. We've lost opportunities. We've lost. It's very easy, but it doesn't bring us joy. It doesn't bring us happiness. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't bring us resolution. And in order to put yourself in a space of create creativity, of creative problem solving, of innovation, of how can we address this? We need to be in a more positive mindset. And that's what I found with parenting, with business, with relationships. When you're in a more positive vibration, in a happier vibration, you can actually think more clearly. You can be more creative. You can look at problems and see multiple options and right. not just be confined by your fear or your anger or your judgment. It really opens up a whole world to being a little bit more clear-headed and having new, greater solutions and greater innovation. What are three things that you do every single day that you feel is getting you always closer to continuing in your happiness state? What are three things that you do every day? I definitely meditate every day. I have a gratitude practice every single day. And then I have something that I call quantum journaling. And quantum journaling for me is, I think it's specific to me, but I gift it to anybody else <laughs> is because my core one of my core values is growth. I like to envision and imagine what I'm going to grow. For me, that puts me in a place of happiness. So I guess for a more generic statement would be 
a practice that brings you joy. For me, when I'm dreaming of the businesses I'm going to grow, the lives I'm going to impact, the my children growing up to be happy in their lives, my relationship, my husband. And when I dream of these things, it brings me so much joy and it elevates me to that place I'm talking about. I, I think I do that all day because I've been incorporating it in small ways. I learned that I love to learn. I love that growth. So I listen to um, audiobooks on the way to work because as I'm driving to work, it's exciting me. It's getting me excited. So I stopped listening to the news. To me, that made me feel bad about myself, made me feel right. scared, made me feel angry. So I did instead something to start my day on a positive note. And then I end my day. I'm giving you more than three. <laughs> Sorry, I Toy. Okay. Oh, no. I, I keep going. But then I end my day. I've noticed another important practice is ending my day with celebration. Because often we can start our day with positivity, but sometimes things go out of whack during the day. Things happen to us that we have no control over. Very true. And I realized that sometimes I'd go to bed a little bit depressed or a little bit unhappy or just happy to just be done. And I thought, <laughs> what can bring me joy at the end of the day? So I lie in bed and I just practice remembering and honoring and celebrating the great things that happened that day. That when we were chatting, when we started here, I was doing that already. For me today, we had some difficulty at the office. We've lost a couple of our team members are out because they're sick with COVID. So we're functioning with a skeleton staff, which I know is happening to so many of your listeners right now. They're at work. Maybe they're doing twice the work, twice right. the job that they were signed up to do. And they're doing three but people's jobs right. and for the same pay. And they're the feeling pay. overwhelmed. That happened to us today. But what I saw, what I celebrated was the team came together miraculously. They were supporting each other. They were helping each other. They were high-fiving each other. They had such a positive attitude. And every one of my patients who came in didn't, had no idea that half of our team was missing. Oh, just thinking about that just makes me smile. And what a great way to finish the day. Even if it is, I learned something about myself today, or I learned something I didn't want where I learn something I do want. I celebrate, I try to end the day with celebration. I love that. Um, that is truly amazing. I try to do it in some ways, do it not the same way, but the same types of concepts of, you know, where, where are my wins for the day? Where are my wins for the week? Um, and I try to check in, you know, some people check in at the top of the year or the end of the year or however, but I try to do daily check-ins and I do weekly check-ins and monthly check-ins just to see where I'm at, where I can be headed or what do I need to be focused on. And I love that just because it just keeps me focused and keeps me guided on the things that are important. And it reminds you of your resilience so that you can face the challenges that will come. Because even when you live a happy life, and I do, I live a blessed life. Does that mean things don't happen to me? Of course they do. Does it mean that yes. I don't have unhappy moments and unhappy days? Of course I do. I have losses and I have wounds and I have triggers that still, you know, still touch me. But when I practice the celebration or the wins, as you said so beautifully, it reminds me of my resilience that I actually can do this and I can face any trouble that comes towards me and I can still find happiness even in the challenge. 
So what are some ways if someone who's listening and they're just like probably jumping up like, yes, this is, I need more, I need more of this. Where can people find you on whatever social media or websites we're going to, and just keep in mind, we're also going to add all of the links for those who are listening or actively doing something and you can't write all this down. All of this will be included in the show links as well. Be clickable because we know y'all love to click, click, click. It'll be clickable, but go ahead and let them know where they can find you. Thank you so much. Anybody can find me on any of the podcast places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. I have YouTube as well. Um, The Business of Happiness, The Business of Happiness. And on all the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, The Business of Happiness or The Biz of Happiness. Yes. So we will definitely make sure that we click make sure it's clickable. Again, I don't know what it is. The second, if I write it out long ways, it never works. If I know. I people just, you know, the convenience of just clicking and, you know, we've been spoiled a little bit just because that's just how the world works. So I will make sure to keep yourself spoiled and make sure that you can click, 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 click. Um, we enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for like one being our guest and also just inspiring others who may be having that difficult time of trying to go from maybe that complaining lifestyle, maybe from that lifestyle or thought process where they're not fulfilled, they're not happy. And then walking them through some things that they can be inspired to like lead their lives from this conversation. Remember, any of these conversations are just starting points. Then you can take that and let it ignite something inside of you to go further into that journey. Because sometimes it just takes a spark. And maybe today was that spark. You're listening to it today. Maybe all these couple of weeks and months you've been struggling. And then today it just sparked something in you to go and start a business, to start something that you want to do that's been holding you back that you kind of been wanting to do. Because that's how a lot of things happen. It's like the gifts that we have are always usually inside of us wanting to come out and you really do know what you want to do, but you just don't know where to start. I tell everybody start Mm. where you can just find one quick starting spot and start. I couldn't agree more. Beautifully said. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.